0: Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 51 How to Pick the Best Time to Live Stream or Publish a Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis. I'm a podcaster, web designer, and self-employed in both of those. So you're welcome to hire me to design stuff for you and all of that. This is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And we give you how-to tips here and i love to hear your tips as well so if you have anything to add to any of these things don't feel like that you can't add to this conversation or anything but you can add to this conversation we've got a feedback email address feedback number you can comment on the show notes and in last episode of the audacity to podcast that's at the audacity to com slash 50 for the show notes and listening for that we talked about how to improve the sound of your voice or improve your audio even if you're recording with a cheap microphone. And there were a couple very, 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 very important long-lasting tips that I had completely neglected because I was considering only if you're stuck at a single spot in your house. Well, there are a couple things you could do. You could move or you could do something else. And listener John Wilkerson called in to share with us those two tips for improving your audio.
1: Hey Daniel, John Wilkerson here from the Wired Home School and you wanted us to call in if you had any recording tips or if you're using cheap equipment. Well, I have two tips and these are tips that have been around podcasting for a long time. The first one is try recording in a closet. A recording in the closet will basically reduce, especially if you have a walk-in,
0: by the way, that's a literal closet, not like anything metaphorical or anything like that. The literal closet.
1: Closet. This really works well. It will reduce the amount of reflection of the sound waves off the walls because the clothes in the closet will absorb any sound that doesn't go directly into the microphone. And that'll reduce a lot of that echoey sound that you hear. If you don't have a walk-in closet or maybe you're at a hotel or something and you're looking to get some better audio than normal or you're in a noisy environment, another thing that works, and I've done this myself, is if you put a blanket over your head and the microphone that you're recording with. I've done this when I've recorded parts for audio dramas, and that has worked very well because basically it isolates just your voice into the microphone and prevents other sound from coming in or muffles it. And it also kind of it gives a real just plain sound to your voice, which a lot of people want for audio drama uh, because they want to put whatever modifications on the sound that they want. So those are my two suggestions. Uh, number one, record in the closet. And number two, put a blanket over your head when you're recording. Uh, that's it. Thanks for the podcast, and I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye. Thank you very much, John, for that feedback. And that's John over at TheWiredHomeschool.com. And you can check out his show over there. And, yeah, great tips. Recording in the closet, not a uh, a metal closet or anything like that. But, yeah, with all of those towels, blankets, shirts, clothes, everything like that. Walk-in clothes, it works great. Even a little smaller closet, if you can make room for yourself and a laptop in there, or even just yourself and a portable recorder, that's a great place to record. One other place that's similar is recording inside of a car can work great too, because most of the cars that are out there have soft, cushiony seats, or in some way they absorb the sound. Even if they're not fabric seats they can still absorb the sound a lot and the car is not rectangular so sound doesn't bounce off very well similar to how stealth airplanes are designed with all of these odd angles and everything that's to reduce the reflection of sound for radar so being inside a car is just the same in that all of these different angles and everything help reduce that reflection of the sound inside the car and make a great place that you could record your podcast with a laptop or with a portable recorder. And the towel over the head thing, yeah, works great, especially if you want to scream about leaving Britney alone. That's a very popular method there. Make sure you get the eyeshadow right. But the blanket over the head and the closet techniques don't necessarily work well if you plan to live stream your recording. But many of you aren't planning to live stream your recording, so that's fine. You could decide to not live stream at all if you want to focus on your quality. And these are ways that you can get better quality recording first, uh, the, the improving what goes into the microphone before you try and fix it up afterwards. So thank you very much for that feedback, John Wilkerson from TheWiredHomeschool.com. Now, coming into this week's topic in the Audacity to Podcast, how to pick the best time to live stream or publish a podcast. This is the result of Tony Mendoza sent in this feedback.
2: Hello there, this is uh, Tony Mendoza from Southern Nevada. I'm calling uh, with the Shortcuts uh, Podcast Show, which is a show in support of our film festival, the High Desert Shorts International Film Festival, which is held here in uh, Perm, Nevada, every Memorial Day weekend. Um, I did have a question, uh, being that we are uh, our show is new and we're trying to find the uh, proper statistics. We um, we we are wanting and we are doing. We are conducting a a live interactive show um, where we're talking to filmmakers and festival organizers and having people uh, call in and talk to them. What we're trying to figure out is is specifically what is the best time of the day to conduct a live interactive show where you would actually have people calling in. Um, I thought I read something that it was like 10 a.m. Eastern time or, you know, basically between uh, 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern times. Um, But now I, for some reason, can't find that information, and I'm I'm not sure if that's exactly what I saw when it was all said and done. So, again, uh, in a nutshell, I'm just trying to figure out is there some – Sort of site that we can go to that basically has some real true um, statistics based on uh, shows that are shown live and then pre recorded shows which are posted later. I uh, appreciate some feedback. Uh, thank you very much and uh, uh, love the show.
0: Thank you very much for calling that in, Tony. I appreciate that. And these are great questions. If you're going to do a live show, When should you be doing it, especially if you plan to accept live call-ins into your show? And even beyond that, if you don't live stream your show, keep listening because we're also going to talk about when should you release your show? What's the best time to publish, to tweet about it, to post on Facebook about your show? Timing of releasing or live streaming of your show matters a lot and it matters Based on where you are and who your audience is, and a lot of different factors. So, let's talk about how to pick the best time to live stream or publish a podcast. First, you have to understand two core or a few core differences between live people and <laughs> dead people. No, live listeners and downloading listeners, or we could say viewers. Listener, viewer, we'll use those terms interchangeably here because. Uh, Your people could be listening to your audio or they might be watching your video. It depends on what kind of podcast you have. Well, when I talk about live streaming, this would be like either audio or video where people come to your website and watch it live or some other service and watch it live or listen live. When we talk about downloads, these are things where people have subscribed to your podcast via an RSS reader a podcatcher like iTunes or Zoom or Miro or anything like that, maybe email subscription or a social network. They're following your podcast through Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Or maybe they're even just manually visiting your site and downloading their episodes that way. That does still happen. So when is the best time for these things? And what are these two differences between them? First, live if you focus on just your live, there are some drawbacks to it, and there are some positives. But here are some core differences between live and download on the live side. there's no subscription required, but people can sign up for reminders sometimes or they can just put it on their calendar, visit such and such site at this time, like you know by now that the audacity to Re- podcast is recorded live on the internet. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live so you don't subscribe to get the live show you can set up reminders for yourself but you're not subscribing whereas a download side people are subscribing to automatically receive your content or they're manually going to listen to it on your website on demand they're doing it live, then they have to be present at the right time to watch or listen. But if they're participating via download, then they can watch or listen wherever. It's called time-shifted media, where you record it, release it, and then they can listen to it whenever they want. For live, it requires them to have a computer or some device that supports the live streaming player. Like iPads and iPhones may or may not support the live streaming player, or they may have to use Mate. (laughs) They might have to use an app in order to consume your live content or have a device that supports whatever technology it is. Whereas if they're downloading, then they can watch or listen anywhere on almost any portable digital media device. Even if they don't download your podcast, there are services like Stitcher where they can listen to your podcast. It streams through the internet to their smartphone, but it's streaming from what you've already recorded. It's not live streaming, but it's just streaming it instead of there having to download it and then listen to it. But they can also. There are iPods, iPhones, smartphones, computers. You could download it, listen to it on your computer. You could even burn it on CD. You can watch or listen anywhere even like set-top boxes like Boxy or Roku or T- certain TiVo devices and all of that. With live, it's similar to live TV. or if you want to watch a show, you hear them say Tuesday nights at 7, 6 Eastern or 7, 6 Central, whatever, however they split that there, you have to be there to watch it at that time. Whereas the download aspect of podcasting is similar to a DVR like TiVo. Where it's very convenient. You don't have to be there live. You can download it and then listen to it at your convenience. Just like a DVR, similar to a TiVo, you can not have to be there at your show uh, to watch it live, but then you can watch it then at your convenience. So, download is always going to be far more convenient, but live has its advantages too, especially if people want to get the content right away and be a part of the live community. So when it comes to deciding the timing of your event, whether it be hosting a live streaming recording session, or when you post your podcast available for download, the timing is important. You need to know your audience. That's the most important part of this. Just a few questions or a few things to consider is, are your, is your audience kids who are in school? Well, then a daytime podcast probably isn't the best. Maybe an evening time where they can listen to it the after they've come home from school, after they've eaten dinner, maybe while they're doing homework or after they've finished their homework or whatever. Or is it parents who have a day job and then have to put kids in bed at night? So if you want them to participate in the live stream, then maybe later at night is better for them. This is the same way as all of these primetime TV shows, they generally put them later at night so that they generally assume that it's adults watching it the later at night it gets. Maybe your listeners are business people who have commutes to work, like 30 minute commutes or so to work. So they can't listen live necessarily unless they have a device that supports it, but we'll assume they can't listen live to you while they're commuting. That's why talk radio is so popular. But if your podcast episode is released beforehand, they might be able to download it and listen to it while they're commuting. Maybe your audience is a bunch of self-employed professionals who are working at home, at the library, anywhere where basically they can set their own schedule. They're their own bosses and they can decide what they listen to when they listen to it, how they listen to it and all of that. Maybe it's stay-at-home moms who don't have kids making noise and don't have these distractions so they can sit down and listen to it or maybe listen while they're cleaning the house or uh, whatever they're doing, working on their own business endeavors as self-employed people, whatever it might be. Maybe your podcast audience is made up of workers who have limited or no internet access, so they might not be able to listen to your live show at all regardless of what time during the day. It is. They have to wait until maybe after hours or maybe their internet is limited during a certain time or monitored, or maybe they have to wait until their lunch break to listen. Or what about movie or TV show viewers? TV shows come out at certain times of the week. Maybe your TV show viewers who are listeners to your podcast about a TV show want something right after the TV show. Or they want something just before the movie hits the theaters or the weekend the m- movie is in the theaters or immediately after. It is really important for you to know your audience as much as possible. You could run surveys, you could ask them, or maybe just, you know, if your content is about something, then well that gives you a good idea of knowing that most of your audience is probably interested in that topic if they're listening. So know your audience, but then also Pick a day. There are seven days of the week you have to choose from. But a a really important question is weekdays versus weekends. A certain day of the week may be better than one or the other, but here are some general tips of what might be best or just some things to keep in mind when you're trying to pick a day of the week to host your podcast. What do you normally do on the weekends? Probably personal projects, social events, or religious activities like church, uh, Sunday school, anything like that. Most likely, your listeners have the same kinds of things. Weekends are for mowing the yard, are for going out with the family, for going to church, for hanging out with friends. So weekends aren't good times to host a live show. There are a couple exceptions, but generally weekends might not be a good time. However, Monday being the first day of the weekday could often be very full with employees trying to catch up on stuff that's come in over the weekend, like emails and projects that their bosses have made up for them over the weekends or all of this. So Monday could be a kind of crowded day. Yes, I've chosen Monday for my show. But Friday, the flip side of the weekend, is often filled with trying to rush projects to completion and close out the week and all of this stuff, rushing to get home or taking an early weekend and all of this. So Fridays might not be good days. And keep in mind, everything I'm saying here are just general tips. It may not apply to you or it may apply to you. Just some thoughts to spur your considering what would be the best time. Big organizations like The United States government, Apple, Google, many other places choose or tend to choose Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for their product launches, major announcements, address the nation kind of stuff. They have done their research and they've come up with some really good reasons, no doubt. Now, they don't always share these reasons, but Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are often very good ideal days because you're not on the weekends when people might be wanting to do that personal stuff. They're not on the beginning or the end of the week where work is taking major priority and people are trying to uh, juggle all of this stuff at the same time or catch up with stuff or close out on stuff. But also when uh, moving beyond that, Consider that movies, if you have like an entertainment podcast talking about movies, movies are usually released on disc on Tuesdays and in theaters on Fridays. So maybe those days would be better for you to release your content. Or it, it depends. If you're reviewing DVDs, maybe releasing an episode on Monday or hosting your episode on Monday, the day before the DVD comes out, could be best for your listeners because then they would get excited about the DVD and they would go and buy it on the day that comes out, the next day or so. And by the way, affiliate links there, great opportunity for you. So pick a day that works for your audience or that you think might work for your audience. Then pick a time and when you pick your time, be friendly to most time zones. Now, you can't be friendly to every single time zone in the world because that's just impossible. But if your podcast is to a specific location, like we might say the Cincinnati Family Podcast, then you might not have to worry so much about your timing and your time zones. But keep in mind that podcasting opens you up to an international audience and like even right now as i'm recording the audacity to podcast it is 8 30 p.m for one of my live listeners and when i record the ramen noodle which is at 7 p.m eastern time at night for us it is i think it's one o'clock at in the morning for one of our very faithful listeners from belgium it's either one o'clock or midnight it's somewhere there, it's after midnight for one of our listeners in Belgium and other listeners worldwide listening in time zones. Now, people who are very faithful will make time, but it's also good for you to try and be friendly to these different time zones. A few tips for you in this. Whenever you mention a time, always, 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 always give your time with time zones no matter what your content is, no matter where your listeners are, always tell them what time zone it is. I'm here in Cincinnati, and as I talk about PodCamp Cincinnati and other sources and such, I still have to refer to time zones, even though it's generally uh, people near Cincinnati. We're having people come from Indiana, and certain parts of Indiana, or maybe it's all of Indiana, doesn't observe daylight saving time. So they need to know Is it Eastern Daylight Time or is it Eastern Standard Time? What time zone are we talking about here as they plan their schedules? Always give your time zones. If you want, you could go the extra mile and tell people that's 9 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Or you could give them the GMT and let them do their math there. If you have a really international audience, you could consider doing that. But always give the time zones to make it easy for them to figure out where they should be at what time in order to consume your content. And consider what time it is in your listeners' time zones. If you decide to have a a 9am in the morning podcast and you record it live, well 9am in Cincinnati is 6am in Los Angeles, California. So if I want to appeal to my California listeners to join me live, that's not going to work out very well for them. Then again, depending on the content, it might work out great for them because I'll give you an example. Maybe you have like the morning tech show or which actually is the name of a show that's hosted on Saturday mornings, uh, Saturday morning being Hawaii time. But maybe your show is something that people need to know for the day ahead of them. Maybe it's morning devotions. That's a good idea. Morning devotions. So if you host it live in the morning or post it, publish it live early in the morning, it can be there when people get up and they start getting ready. So they could potentially just pop their computer on and start listening while they're getting ready or while they're having breakfast. But it might not work for your content or for your listeners. So this is why it all. every one of these comes back to know your listeners. That's the most important thing is to know your listeners and ask them what works best for them. Daytime live shows will allow someone to listen during work or maybe they have the ability to synchronize their media players with their work computer or download something while they're at work. If you release your episode or live stream during the day then they might be able to download it so they could listen to it on their way home. But nighttime episodes might be harder for people who are multitasking or if you publish at night then people aren't going to see it that night most likely because generally people aren't going to load up iTunes and check for new podcasts at nighttime. They may leave iTunes open, they may check in the morning but they might not be checking at night. So you can't assume that if you release it at night, that many people are going to download it at night when you release it or when you host live. Then again, a nighttime hosted podcast could be great because you get all of your stuff done during the day You, uh, for your listeners. Imagine you're a listener, you get your stuff done during the day, you've put the kids to bed, the dinner is done dishes are all clean, everything's taken care of in the evening, and you just want to relax and maybe just spend some time on the internet and listen to a live podcast while you're browsing around on the internet or anything, playing Minecraft maybe. So a live show in the evening might be good for you. That's why uh, you, I think this is one reason why you typically see comedy podcasts recorded live in the evening and comedy shows generally live in the evening is because comedy is a great people a great way for people to rewind to relax after the day and just laugh and put the pressures of the day behind them and just enjoy something so in an evening episode could be a great thing for them to do but early mornings could be missed by people who are starting their day or it could be a part of their morning routine, like I mentioned earlier. And if you release your episode in the really early morning, then it could be there waiting for them to download when they first wake up, synchronize their iPod before they go on their commute to work, or they load up their iPod for uh, maybe they're someone who doesn't have access to a computer during the day. They're a construction worker, a uh, truck driver, a anything where they're away from a computer, but they could listen to an iPod maybe, is they... Load your podcast on their iPod in the morning and they take it with them throughout the day and listen to your content. Whatever time you choose, think about yourself too, but think about yourself last because, you know, put others first. That's good practice. Give yourself enough time to prepare and set up. If you don't like to prepare your show notes far in advance or if you typically wait until the day that you're recording your podcast to prepare your show notes, then I would suggest an early morning episode might not be the best idea for you because you'll have to wake up even earlier. You may not be thinking very clearly very early in the morning, so you might have to try and multitask, write show notes while you're having breakfast. It might not be too comfortable for you So keep in mind, give yourself plenty of time for regular setup or teardown. Like if you have to go in the closet with your microphone and computer and all of that every time you record your episode or go in the car, give yourself enough time to move all of that stuff around and make sure it's connected and ready to go. Or if you have teardown, give yourself enough time afterwards so you're not staying up until 2 a.m. in the morning tearing down or editing your show or anything like that. Always give yourself time for testing. Even if your equipment always stays connected, test it every time. So make sure you have time to test it and get in there early enough so that if something goes wrong, you'll hopefully have enough time to fix it. I always try to be ready to go live 30 minutes beforehand so that way I've got the live streaming stuff is going. I can test it, make sure it's all working. It gives me enough time to fix any problems that might have creeped in somehow. Or it also gives me time or gives my listeners time to see that something is coming so they can jump in and just enjoy the on hold music for half an hour until the show is ready. Or sometimes we have some before show and after show banter that's really fun for them to listen to. So give yourself time for all of this stuff. So when you've picked a day, you've picked a time and it's something that works with your own time and you think it will work with your audience, then stick with it and it can help you be accountable in so many ways. When your audience knows that they can expect you're going to have a live show at a certain time, then they will ask you why it's not live at that certain time. And whenever you're not going to be live for whatever reason, make sure there's an announcement on the live page so people who don't follow you on Twitter, Facebook, or might not have seen your tweets or updates or anything like that can still see on the live page, oh, shows canceled tonight or today. So they know, come back later, next week, whatever. Now I've mentioned this a lot in the context of if you have a live show. Not all of you are live streaming. That's perfectly all right if you don't want to live stream. If you don't like the live stream format, if it just doesn't work for your listeners or for your content or any of that, don't feel like you have to live stream your show. I enjoy it. Some of my listeners enjoy it. I've got a few listeners right now in the chat room who are, I assume, enjoying this too, even though it's different time zones for them. But even if all you do is record your episode and release it as a download, timing is still important. Most of the things here apply to your downloads. Consider this. If you post your update, your new episodes, every Tuesday afternoon, people will start to depend on that. And they'll know they can expect a new episode every Tuesday afternoon or whatever time you release it. This can also be very important for things that have to be timely. Like I have the podcast, Are You Just Watching? over at areyoujustwatching.com. And I have tried to, and I've done really well at doing this so far, is I do not record it live. I pre-record it and then release the episodes early Friday morning. A lot of times I'm talking about movies that are coming out in the theaters that Friday. So I want people to see, as soon as they turn on their iTunes or whatever their podcatcher is, that day. I want them to see right away, look, there's already a podcast episode from Are You Just Watching that's about this movie that I want to go see tonight. So the timing there matters a lot for them. If someone, and this, this really helps a lot with search engine stuff, timing these things to coincide with each other. But if you wait until the evening or the afternoon to update your website, then you might miss those people who in the morning synchronize their things or check their news feeds, or maybe do it at lunchtime even and check their stuff. If you do it too late in the afternoon, they might not be checking it, so they might not get it until the next day. But if you want to tweet or post updates on Facebook, well, that's kind of a whole separate matter of timing. Let's imagine you've posted your podcast at a certain time. I would recommend posting your episodes in the morning or late in the evening. Generally, the best idea is for your episodes to be available for an entire day, fresh for an entire day when you first release them. That's my preference. When you look at how to use Facebook and Twitter, though, those are a little bit different. Facebook updates, for example, are best when you release them around noon Eastern time or whatever time zone you're in and your audience is in or surprisingly on the weekends. People get on Facebook and they interact on Facebook a lot on the weekends. It's probably keeping them from their personal projects sometimes. But tweets are usually best later in the week in the afternoons or evenings if you send a tweet it's more likely that people will see it if you tweet in the afternoon or evening not so much on the weekends not so much in the morning but afternoons and evenings and if you'd like to see more information and actual statistics and numbers and pretty infographics then go to the show notes the slash 51 and i have two links in there part one and part two link a post from Kissmetrics and they got their data from HubSpot's Dan Zarella, and it's some really useful information on when should you tweet, when should you post your Facebook updates, when should you send email campaigns. It may not all apply to you but it's some really good information that can help you determine what the best times are for you. Generally it's best if you have your content waiting for people when they check their stuff. So post in the early morning, post in the late evening for downloads. That's what I would recommend. For live shows, make it a time that works best for your audience and you have to know your audience for that. Whatever you do, it's really important that you don't ignore anybody. Whether you're you're live streaming your podcast or you're recording off live and you are posting it later for people to download don't ignore the other places in which you participate so if you are always recording live but then you release it as a download later make sure that your downloading listeners know that you record live if you start trying to do this live and you see no one come well maybe it's because they don't know i've heard of people who say they do a live show and they get no one who shows up I've listened to their episodes and they never tell people when they're going live. They might have it on their website and they'll say live every whatever time, but if they're not saying in their episode, then the majority of their listeners aren't hearing when they can come back to be live. Now, maybe you do a show that is primarily live and that's where you get so much of your participation. Don't forget to release it afterwards so that it's downloadable for people. Because that's where you're going to get far more people being able to download it, listen to it. It's this whole issue of convenience. And remember early on, I talked about live versus download. And the download seems to have so many more benefits. And it is because it's time-shifted, it's convenient, people can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Why are we podcasting? Because of all of these conveniences about podcasts over traditional radio and the ways that we can consume content are what make podcasting so great for so many people so make sure if you do a live show or if you focus primarily on your live show make sure you offer that download option for people and promote it tell people who have maybe missed part of your show tell them you can also capture this show on the download or download it and subscribe to it in all of these different rooms and all of this different stuff for you. If this ties into just what I said, never be a live only show where the only way people can consume your content is to be live because then you're forcing people to adhere to your schedule if they want to consume your content. And that's kind of an arrogant way of going about it, forcing people to do it your way. What's best is to reach out to them meet them where they are, find them where they are, give them content where they are, make it easy for them. So offer that download option. Have a website for yourself where people can download and listen to it. Whatever you're doing, make sure you keep the context obvious, especially for your downloaded listeners. I've mentioned this many times before, a great downfall of video podcasting is when they they only consider video listeners, like I might say, "Hey, look at this thing here that is really black and how long it is, and it makes really great marks, and see how well this works, and oh, see, see what this does when i when I pull this off. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a marker by the way, that I just picked up from my desk. Did you know I was talking about a marker? Probably not there' because you've lost the context that's why." Whenever I record a podcast, even though I've got video listeners and or video viewers live and people who join in studio, I try to make sure that context is still there for people. And you can listen to many podcasts that ignore this and you have no idea what's going on if you you're listening after the fact or some people might not even know or even hear something that you heard, or see something you saw. So make sure that context is there for people. It's it's just like signs that have the text there and a picture, so that maybe people who can't read or can't read English might be able to recognize the picture, but then there's also Braille on many signs. So people who are visually impaired can go up and feel what the sign says and be able to still consume it. These kinds of things need to become habit, and it can be difficult sometimes to do this. To try and keep that context in there, but keep that context in there. Try and make that habit, and then also in line with ignoring, I mean, not ignoring anyone, is whenever you refer to a time or date use absolute terms don't say tomorrow don't say tonight don't say you can say today that's a pretty general term but don't unless you're referring to something that's happening today because podcasting is time shifted people can easily fall behind in their listening and not be listening to you for another couple weeks so if you say Hey, I've got this great deal going on on this product I'm making. Just sign up or just purchase it by this Friday and you'll get 50% off. So buy it by this Friday and get 50% off. And someone listens to that. They're so excited to consume your content and buy it at 50% off. They go to your website. It's not 50% off. Well, what what Friday were you talking about? Were you talking about the Friday that's coming up or the Friday that already happened maybe a Friday two years ago. So whenever you refer to dates or times, be specific. Do not use relative terms. If there's a day or a date, tell them this Friday, October, or I guess for me it would be September 30th. That's my upcoming Friday. But if you're listening to this downloaded episode, your upcoming Friday might be October 7th. It might be an October in 2012 when you're listening to this episode. So give absolute dates, be as specific as possible and give those absolute times as well so people know and again, like I mentioned, give time zones so people know exactly when, exactly where. Don't ignore one set of listeners or the others. You you could <laughs> Really offend your listeners. You could turn off your listeners and annoy them with the fact that stuff is going on and they have no idea what's going on. So make sure when you are trying to pick a time, and I know I've not given you an absolute answer of what does work or what doesn't, because the first thing I mentioned is know your audience. What works for me might not work for you. What works for me might not work for me either. Know your audience. When you know your audience or you have a good idea of who your audience is and what they're involved with, pick a day that works. Keep it away from other big things. Pick a time that works and is friendly in most time zones. Give yourself plenty of time for preparations, for teardown, for setup, for testing anything. And remember that your timing on your downloads matters too. So release your downloads at a time where the majority of your listeners can download it, so early in the morning or late in the evening, and don't ignore anybody. Make sure that you're cross-promoting. Make sure that you are reaching out to those people who are listening or viewing one way or the other. Now I want to mention, I forgot to mention this earlier, but The podcast awards are still going on. Nominations are still open until this Friday. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in. Until Friday, September 30th, podcast awards are open for nominations. And I would love it if you could nominate all of the Noodle Mix Network podcasts for nominations. For different awards, that is. For comedy, put in The Ramen Noodle. For movies slash films, put in Are You Just Watching?, for religion, inspiration, put in Christian meets world, and for technology, put in this podcast, the Audacity to Podcast. If you want to see what this actually looks like, or get that information a little bit more, you can either go to the show notes, theaudacitytopodcast.com dot com slash fifty one, or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com dot com slash podcast awards, and you'll see a screenshot of what it's supposed to look like. Make sure you gather all of your nominations together and submit them all at once because you can only submit the nomination form once. You can't go back and change your mind or you can't go back and add to your nominations. You can only nominate once. So I would love it if you would nominate our podcast for awards. So check out the audacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards or the show notes at slash 51. Also, I've got the email newsletter, which I am preparing some podcast tips and audacity tips. You can sign up for that. It's free. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and over on the right side, you'll see the little gray box that says get free podcasting and audacity tips by email. And remember, PodCamp Cincinnati, Cincinnati's first social media conference is coming on October 22nd. Sign up for that and register to attend or register to present Over at podcampcincinnati.com. And I would love to see you there. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to present anything. I probably will, but as the lead organizer for it, I'm just waiting to see what hole needs to be filled with what kind of content and is it something that I can approach. I would love to hear your tips and what you found works for you in timing of your podcast release or in timing of your live streaming shows. Email feedback at noodle.mx, call 859-353-4332, or leave a comment on the show notes at com slash 51. And if you need podcast cover art for your podcast, or if you need a website for your podcast or anything like that, I would love to design this stuff for you. It's what I do professionally, and it is my only source of income right now. So I would love to design some podcast cover art for you. You can check out podcastcoverart.com and email me at daniel at if you're interested in hiring me to do some other web design work for you. Over at podcastcoverart.com, by the way, you'll see a new podcast cover art that I released there that I did for Springs of Living Water. And I thought it turned out really well and they were extremely happy with it. And it was actually a whole package of different things i did for them a podcast cover art a a screen for their 920 or 1080p videos that they're going to release later as well as a website header image for their website so it's pretty cool and they're really happy with it so check out podcastcoverart.com to see how you can get high quality cover art for your podcast right now as of september 26 2011 It is $150 to get your podcast cover art. I will be raising that price in 2012. So if you want to get some podcast cover art at $150, then put in your orders and requests now and that way you'll get it now and save some money before I raise the price. It won't be like a double or triple price raise, but it will be raised a little bit in 2012. It will probably be $200 per podcast cover art in 2012. So check that out now. And save some money. I would love to hear from you, hear your feedback, your suggestions, your questions about Audacity or about podcasting tips, tricks, anything like that. Again, the feedback information is feedback at noodle.mx or call 859 353 4332 or leave a comment on the show notes at slash 51. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a rating and review in iTunes. Join the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the audacity podcast. And you can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Please check out the other podcasts as part of the noodle mix network over at noodle.mx. We've got clean comedy, uh, Christian movie reviews with critical thinking and much more. So check it out over at noodle.mx. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And here is a really big place with a lot of podcasts about tech. Check it out. There are even video podcasts about Minecraft. That's pretty cool. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.